the 2021 class of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame will be inducted tomorrow, and we have got one of the members of that class, and it is our friend, the voice of the Titans, Michael Keith. Mike, congratulations on that, man. It's a big deal. Thank you. You guys are very kind to have me on. I appreciate that, and I know Channel 12's got our show on uh, after the news tomorrow night at 11.35, and I think people will really enjoy the special if you if you don't stay up that late, and I know Quake's in bed generally by about 8.30 every night, so uh, set, your, set your DVR, because I think, I think people will really get a kick out of the show and the honorees and, you know, the, the inductees are, uh, are, it's really, it's a good show. We had to do it this way again this year because of COVID. Um, at the time that we would have booked a venue, and, and here's the, the backstory: The Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame is obviously a 501c3 charitable organization. So in order to cover expenses and things like that, they need a certain number of people to attend to be able to, you know, to make money to operate. Well, at the time that they had to book a venue, it was still during the throes of COVID during the winter. Ah, okay. And, and so they had to make a decision that we were going to do it virtually again well over four months ago. Uh, had it been now, I, I think we'd have gotten to have a banquet. But uh, because of this, we had to go for the TV special, the virtual induction again. And I think the show's pretty doggone good. I think you guys will really enjoy it. I watched it last year, and yeah. I was thoroughly impressed and enjoyed it. And oh, thank you. It was, it was just done very, very well, so... I definitely will be setting be the, the DVR if I can't make it to 1130 on Saturday night. But maybe I, I understand. Some, some people can't. And, you know, they may want to watch Saturday Night Live. I don't think, you know, ours is as funny, our program. But they're a repeat, so you've probably right. seen it. There you go. That's right. Uh, on, New, on News 12 here locally at 1130 on Saturday night, you'll have the uh, induction ceremony show that they have for the Tennessee uh, uh, Sports Hall of Fame, which this class does include Mike Keith, Bill Bates, oh, the legendary Bill Bates, Kathy Bender, Mike Caldwell, Cindy Parlow Cone, Todd Helton, Mary Lou Johns, Reggie Johnson, former ball basketball player, David Poyle, Brandon Rowland, and Tommy Woods. Also, uh, the honorees will be Titans running back Derrick Henry as Tennessean of the Year, Memphis Grizzlies' John Morant, uh, and Seattle Storm. Uh, and former Middle Tennessee State star Alicia Alicia Clark will be honored as Pro Athletes of the Year and Tennessee Titans as Pro Team of the Year. So a lot more than just uh, induction of some people. you got some awards handed out to some active athletes as well. The, the Derrick Henry thing was a big deal. And let me put it to you this way. Last year's Tennessean of the Year was Dolly Park. And I think we we all know if there's anything in the world we can all agree on, it's Dolly Parton. Yes, she's, that she's not not only a great American, she's a great Tennessean. But the Tennessean of the year is given for something beyond just on the field. It's it's about more than that. And Derek, yes, he rushed for over two thousand yards, and yes, he won his second consecutive rushing title. And and sure, that factors in. But, guys, what he does off the field, and he started his own foundation, and he's done a lot of things very quietly that people are now becoming aware of. This is a really good person who I, I like to say he uses his power for good, which makes him a true superhero. And 
for him to win this was special. And, and I'll tell you what I liked best. So we interview him on the TV show. To him, he got how significant it was. This guy won the Heisman Trophy. He's been the NFL Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, you know, he's won a couple awards. But he was touched by this. He was touched that he was being recognized for being more than just number 22. And that's the part of this, that, and the fact that we, and, and they don't do it every year, but the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame gave a Courage Award, and that was given to the Nashville Six, the six Metro officers who went door-to-door and got people out of downtown before the bomb went off on Christmas Day. Yes. And it was, uh, I, I'm telling you, meeting all of them, speaking of superheroes, oh, my goodness, uh, you know, that was that was just so big time. And that, we got to end up, the Brandon Rowland story, too, I don't know if you guys know who this is, but I challenge anyone listening to Sport Talk right now to Google Brandon Rowland from Jackson, Tennessee. He's a guy that lost the lower half of both of his legs when he was six years old to a very rare condition and yet went on to become one of the greatest wheelchair basketball players in our country's history and is one of the greatest handicapped golfers in this country. Wow. He may have, this guy may have more awards than Derrick Henry and every other inductee combined. <laughs> I mean, awesome. I'm telling you, if there, was, if there was anybody you could have picked in this class that had to go in based on resume, it's this dude. And it is it is inspirational. It's exciting. He, you know, his sense of humor is absolutely fantastic. His parents, I mean, he played baseball on his knees when he was a kid because his parents were determined that he was just going to be like everybody else. And he, and so that's his whole attitude. Uh, I mean, it's you know, think Inky Johnson, think. Those people, anybody that comes to mind that really inspire you, Brandon Rowland is in that class. And um, it's it's just, it was so cool to interview him and meet him. I'll bet, man. That is, just, what a, what a incredible story. I mean, remarkable. I don't even, you don't even really have the words for it. No. No, you don't. I mean, you want to say remarkable, but it's beyond remarkable. Right. It's beyond great. It's beyond outstanding. But, that's why I've always been so passionate about the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Because, I mean, listen, Cindy Parlo Cone, one of the greatest female soccer players in the world, in the world, and she's from our home state. You know, we, we've had tennis players, we've had golfers, we've had people who take part in equestrian events, shooting events, you know, different Olympic sports. It's, it's so much more than just the big three. Now, we got the big three. Yeah, we got Todd Helton. Right. We got Reggie Johnson. We got Bill Bates. We got Tommy Woods from East Tennessee State. I mean, we got plenty of those, you know, those big, Mike Caldwell, who I covered in high school when he was at Oak Ridge. Um, you know, we, we've got those people, too, but I think the cross-section is what makes each year so exciting with the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. How long is this TV show going to be? Because you need a lot of time. Seven hours. Seven hours. <laughs> Seven yeah, hours. Just, you know, channel, channel 12 Sunday morning news will come on right after it at 530. <laughs> no, it's two, it's two hours. It's two hours. Good. And um, it, it took us, we produced it, we shot for 10 hours uh, on a Monday. And uh, it's a lot. 
you know, it's a lot because we do a lot of interviews. We do a lot of ins and outs and different sort of scene sets with it. The guy who puts it together is a guy named Spencer Fritz, who is a movie producer. And uh, he does this at, at a rate that, you know, probably is way less than his daily rate because, again, this is, this is about a lot of the passion and people who just really believe in what's going on. And, you know, we're, we're trying to make people aware that the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame is in the Bridgestone Arena in downtown Nashville. And I, I really think that I would love to see schools when they come in middle school and visit the state capitol, you know, I would love to see the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame be one of the stops because I think there have been so many important people in our state's history that, yeah, sports has been their thing, but it's been a platform to do more. Right. You know, they've, they've helped change our world in a positive direction. Well said. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, again, on News 12 here in Chattanooga locally, 1130 uh, on Saturday night, you can check out this two-hour version of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame and their induction. It'll be a super cool. Uh, did the movie producer produce last year's, Mike? Yes, yes, he oh, did. It's, it's, the funny, the funny story about that is my mother got confused, and she watched last year's special, and she was so confused about why I wasn't on to be inducted. It was very strange trying to explain that to my mother. <laughs> like you know. I'm like, Mom, it's going to look the same, but it's not out yet. It doesn't come out until this Saturday, which is obviously tomorrow. So right. I have Mom squared away. We'll see if she watches last year's edition again. I hope not. <laughs> that sounds like my father. So we're all in the same boat here, Mike. Yes. Switching, yes. Gears, switching gears a little bit, you got to see Julio Jones in the workouts and OTAs. Just your thoughts? I mean, we all know how special that guy can be when healthy. Yeah. I, I I couldn't believe he came up here and practiced. You know, that was what really jumped out to me is that I think they more or less told him, hey, we'll see you at the start of July. You know, that's, I mean, Julio Jones doesn't need OTAs in minicamp. But he came up and went through the last OTA. He drove back from Atlanta after he signed his contract, came on a Thursday, and then came back the next week for the entire minicamp because he wanted to get started. I, I think where we may have gotten lightning in a bottle is I don't think he's very happy with the perception that he's done. I think that's motivating him. And so I think that's one of the more exciting things. If you listen to him talk in his press conference, if you see him work on the practice field, I think you get a pretty good idea that Julio Jones wants to show everybody he's still Julio Jones. Well, that's great for the Titan fans. I'll tell oh, you yeah. that. <laughs> Bad for everybody else. Good for us. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's just so exciting, man. I, I, I just I can't wait for all that to start. Uh, about what mid July, I guess, is when training camps open up. Late July, five weeks. Mm-hmm. Five weeks. Five weeks. Right. Hey, Mike, we had a caller who uh, was talking about uh, because of this fall baseball run, which of course uh, ended too quickly uh, in most people's opinion. But he was talking about a couple calls you had back in the day, and he didn't. He, he was. He wanted me to ask you when we're on here. Uh, there was a walk off home run against Clemson, apparently. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the 95 uh, season when they went to the World Series. Oh, yeah, that's the Scott Vieira. So we played at Georgia the weekend before, and Scott Vieira hit a long fly ball to right with the bases loaded. He knew it was gone. Um, The guy on base, who I believe was Jeff Pickler, our second baseman, was standing in between first and second, 
and Scott Vieira passed it on the base path. Uh-oh. And so Scott Vieira's out. And so that ended up being uh, that ended up being a three-run single over the fence. Um, so he didn't get a grand slam home run. So Holy he God. came up against Oh, it was awful. It was just so awful because Pickler was doing the right thing. The ball was in the lights and you know, he was making sure it wasn't going to be caught. Right. And and Vieira knows it's gone. I mean, it was just bad luck, right? I mean, just one of those things. It wasn't stupid. It wasn't foolish. It was just bad luck. So Vieira comes up the following Tuesday against Clemson and, you know, hits a home run in a big situation. And I I basically cried on the air like I was a (laughs) six-year-old girl. (laughs) Delmonico, Rod Delmonico said it to me recently because he loves it and it was, um, oh gosh, so bad. It was such a bad call. I, I set it up okay, you know, because I had the whole setup. Hey, here's what happened. You know, he had come up, they walked Helton to get to him, and, you know, Helton was highly recruited and Vieira wasn't, and then he hit the home run, and, you know, and I mean, it is so bad. I, I, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I think I wept. I, I really do. <laughs> well, we told that caller. Went, we told that caller, Mike, that if anyone would remember, it would be you. I just had no idea. Oh, it's it was, awful. As bad as it's, so, it's so embarrassing. So embarrassing. <laughs> was there another? So one? Awful. I, I, I wouldn't have brought it up if I'd have known it was embarrassing to you. I apologize. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Uh, no, I deserve it. That's fine. I, I did it. I mean, it, it happened. So I've, was there? I've a, had to limit it. But listen, the, the great thing about this is if you have friends who know it's your weak point they will call you and leave you messages with impersonations of it right oh okay thanks appreciate you (laughs) so so none of us are safe from our friends right Uh, right. none of us yes i understand that 100 percent the other one that he was probably talking about was the call at the end of the oklahoma state game that sent us to the world series in 95 and um, it was it was interesting because uh, Ari Dickey threw 182 pitches to Jeez. get us in. Th- we won three to one in 11 innings. It was crazy, and we were the visiting team. So because of how regionals work, we were the visiting team. Although we were playing in Knoxville, and uh, hit a ball to first base. There was a runner on first, one out. Hit a ball to first base. Todd Helton was at the bag, so he did the smart thing. He he took the out, and then he threw to second. He steps on first for one, throws to second, and the Oklahoma State runner slid by the bag. Matt Whitley tagged him, and the game was over. And uh, that was um, that was a slightly better call, probably more <laughs> weeping. <laughs> Um, but I mean, just so bad. I mean, it was like, really? I mean, you know, um, a very emotional yeah, I, I, back then. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's mortifying. Though. It really is, but, but it's truthful. Um, but I, I said something like he's tagged out, he's tagged out, he's tagged out. And then I said, um, Pack them bags, Ma. We're going to Omaha. Nice. I like it. 
And, and uh, I don't know if I thought of that beforehand. I don't know who Ma is. I've never referred to anyone as Ma before. Uh, but um, it sort of became it became kind of a thing. Delmonico liked it a lot, right? And that made and that made me really happy because Delmonico was probably my earliest supporter in any way, shape, or form, and and he really liked it. And uh, it sort of became a thing, and. John Wilkerson actually worked that into his call when Tennessee beat LSU, and John was my college roommate. We're great friends. And so, you know, that was – it's better than the Vieira one. Right. I'll, I'll just say that. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Well, congr- it's got a better memory. Mike, congratulations once yes. again on the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, man. It's well-deserved, and uh, keep up the great work, brother. Hey, you guys are great. Have a great weekend, and, and thanks for telling everybody about the show down there. You got it, Mike. Anytime, man.